The following message is from a divine liturgy or another worship service at Transfiguration Greek Orthodox Church of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We welcome and encourage you to join us in person as we gather for worship of the Holy Trinity. For more information, please find us online at transfigurationgoc.org. And now, today's message. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning. During the liturgy today, we heard a section from the Gospel of St. Luke, in which we're told the Lord gave a parable. A man once wanted to offer a great banquet, and invited many, and when the time had come for the banquet, he sent his servants out, saying to those who had been invited, Come, because now all is prepared. And one by one they began to make excuses and to say why they couldn't be there. The first said, I've bought land, and I have to go look at the land that I've bought, so please excuse me. And the other said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I must go and examine them. Please excuse me. And the other said, I have just married a wife. I can't come. Please excuse me. And the Lord, the one who wanted to throw this great feast, was amazed. So he sent his servant out into the streets just to find people, anyone, and bring them in. He said, go and tell them all to come in. And his servant said, yeah, we've already done that. And there's still a lot of space in the hall. There's still a lot of air between occupied seats. And the one who was the master of the feast said, then go out into the highways and the hedges and compel people to come into my house, that it may be filled for I tell you, none of those who were invited shall taste of my banquet. For many are called, but few are chosen. What in the world is the Lord talking about here? The key to the parable is to be found, I think, when we look at the last couple of sentences. After all this work to prepare the feast for those who are invited, and after all the work that he and his servants went to to find people to bring into the hall to enjoy the feast, still there's room left over. And he says, go out and all, just almost force people to come in because none of those who were invited will taste of my banquet. To whom was the Lord speaking when he said this? He was speaking to his own people, ethnically speaking, to the Jews, and not just to the Jews, but to the leaders of the Jews who were listening. For they were always listening. They were listening and looking for ways in which they could trap the Lord in his own words, and then therefore accuse him of some crime, that he would be slandered, that the esteem that people held him in would come crashing down. 
because they were jealous of him. And they didn't want him to upset the nice, polite, religious apple cart that they had. And out of jealousy, they constantly looked for ways to trap him. And the Lord, knowing their hearts, that their hearts were far from God, made the point in the parable, none of those who were invited shall taste of my banquet. Clearly here we can see, as the fathers teach us, he was speaking to the leaders of the Jews, not to the Jewish people but to those who so skillfully led them astray, blinded them to the truth of God's word, and laid upon their backs heavy burdens, too heavy, in fact, to carry. And we mustn't forget his last words, for many are called, but few are chosen. What is that about? Well, many are called when the gospel is preached. Many are being called right now as we preach the gospel today. But who are the chosen ones? Well, none of us go around with letters on our forehead, you know, C for chosen, NC for not chosen, or NGE, not good enough, right? We just don't have those things. What then determines if someone is chosen or not? What determines, brothers and sisters, is whether or not they respond. We show that we have heard the gospel and that God has now chosen us when we respond to it with our whole heart. For when we respond to the gospel, God's grace is poured out upon us in abundance. But when we sit back in our cynicism, wrapped around us like a cloak, and say, yeah, I don't know. And we then later complain and say, I don't detect any grace of God coming upon me. Should we be surprised? We were not chosen because we did not choose God. We did not respond to the invitation that was given to us to come and partake of his banquet. We did not respond to the great invitation to be his people. How do we respond? How do we do it? What does it look like and how do we break it down? Very simply, brothers and sisters, we can see it outlined for us in the words of St. Paul in today's epistle. Listen again to those words, for they were very short. The reading was short. Brethren, he says, when Christ, who is our life, appears, when will he appear? at the second coming, when he returns. Don't forget that he will return. It's very important that you remember that. Brethren, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death what is earthly in you. Then he gives a long list of examples of the sort of thing he's talking about. Put to death the things that are earthly within you. Fornication, impurity, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. 
On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. In these things you once walked when you lived in them, but now, now, put away all of them, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and foul talk from your mouth. That's really specific, don't you think? I mean, thank you very much, St. Paul. That was very helpful. Put away all of these things. Why? Because we are going to appear with Christ in glory when he returns. Do you know what the fathers, the saints of the church teach us? Not just one of them, but many of them. That when we behold his glory, it will either be the most joyful event ever for us, or it will be hell, depending on how we have responded to the call. And so, brothers and sisters, it's all in our hands, you see. It's all in our hands. How will we respond to the glorious call of our Lord Jesus Christ? If we respond in faith, if we respond as those who hear the word of God and rejoice and strive to live as the new creatures that we have been made, then God's grace is there to help us. His mercy is poured out on us. There is hope. There is great hope. But if we turn our backs and if we walk away from the beautiful invitation that God has sent to us, then above all people, we are hopeless. Remember the words with which St. Paul finished the reading that we heard today. Put off the old nature with all its practices and put on the new. You remember this was begun in our baptism. In every single baptism there is a death, but not one worth mourning. There is the death of the old human being that we were with its propensities, with its tendencies, with its love for sin and death. We go down into the water and we die. And when we come back up out of the water, we are new creatures. But the problem is that some of the old ways and the broken ways of this world stick to us. They kind of try to cling to us and claim us again, even though they have no right. And so we are called to do warfare with these things, to fight, to scrape them away from us, that we might prepare ourselves to, read, to greet the Lord in glory when he comes. When I think of this work that is the Christian life, there's no getting around it. This is the life of Christians, to do this work. I think of Saturday mornings when I was a boy. Because my mother, God rest her soul, my mother was convinced that all of us, all of us children should have as our middle name, cleanliness. And on Saturday mornings, she would impose this and try to enforce this rule of cleanliness. And so we all had jobs we had to do to bring the house back in order, right? To make it look as if humans lived here once again. Rugs had to be vacuumed, furniture had to be dusted, 
Dishes had to be cleaned and put away. Trash had to be taken out. The garage had to be cleaned out every week, sprayed out with water, and then things carefully put back. Sheets had to be changed. Bathrooms had to be washed. It was horrendous. I was in mourning every Saturday. But there was one job I really liked that my mom would give to me. She said to me, my pans are filthy, she would say. She was talking about the bottom of the pans. She had those pans with the copper bottoms, you see. They had gotten dingy and dirty. And about once a month, she would say to me, my pans are filthy. What are you going to do about that? And she would show me how to clean the bottom of the pans, which were brown and horrible looking. And she would, she would drizzle on some vinegar. And she would sprinkle on some salt. And then she would say, now you just scrub in little circles with this paper towel until it's pink and shiny and beautiful and glorious. And I would sit there going around and around and around thinking, if I do this long enough, I can get out of cleaning the garage. <laughs> and I would scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub until all her pans were pink and shiny and glorious and beautiful. It was very satisfying. But you know, isn't that the Christian life? In Christ, we are new creatures. We are a good, strong, useful vessel. But sometimes we get a little dingy, and we need to scrape off and clean those parts. We need to do the work of choosing the one who has called us. We need to answer his call and thus prove ourselves and really become not just his servants, but his friends. So that when we see him in glory, brothers and sisters, our meeting on that day will not be sorrowful, but will be full of joy, full of light, full of dancing as we enter in to partake of his banquet. To the one who has called us, be all glory, honor, and worship now and ever, and to the ages of ages. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to learn more about the Orthodox Christian faith or about our parish in lovely Sioux Falls, South Dakota, join us online at transfigurationgoc.org. God bless you and always remember the Lord.